Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 38. It is a beautiful fall day, September 23rd, I believe, at 2.30 in the afternoon. I just finished lunch, and before lunch, I had my rehearsal with the percussionists that were going to be on the concert at the Ringling Museum for Drum Mantra Live. It was <clears throat> quite an event at the rehearsal. I mean, it wasn't really an event, but uh, it was a pretty big deal for me to write this music and edit it and get to the rehearsal and meet some of the people. Not everyone was there. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five of the 13 people we're at this rehearsal, just running some of the parts of the tunes, um, and it went really well. The, the music is not easy, and we actually did the simplest version of how the music is written. The way, the way that I wrote the music was, um, it's basically eight pages, each page has 32 measures on it, and one page is, is a 32 measure long melody and then the second page is the same melody um, transposed up a step etc for eight pages so every 32 bars the piece um, modulates and uh, we decided to only play the same key for all eight repetitions of the 32 bars today just just to get it under everyone's hands but um, everyone did really well it's it's uh, not easy material I was nervous you know pro- professional percussionists can can do some pretty amazing things and these guys were able to pretty much sight read the music what makes the music tricky is the rhythms and the pulse, the pulse that's happening keeps changing, which makes the piece sound like it's shifting around. It's a, it's just part of my drum mantra um, playlongs that have been put out into instrument, uh, uh, you know, full instrumentation for ensemble. But it was really cool. It was challenging for me too because I'm playing drum set in the ensemble, and so I had to be able to play all the stuff, and I pretty much did, I mean, I've practiced that stuff a lot, but it's, it's still hard, especially in the heat of the moment, when you're in, like, when it's, you know, performance mode mentality, a rehearsal becomes a little bit more, um, mentally stressful than just a casual rehearsal, and I think that that's really important. One of the things that I would like to recommend to, Musicians who are new or wanting to get into the, the game and get into the scene of whatever scene it is that you're in, just remember this. Rehearsal is when you... is, is I like to think of rehearsal as dress rehearsal. Rehearsal is not when you first look at the music. Now, now I'm not saying that the, the, today these guys their first second to look at the music they actually were able to play it it was it was nuts um but if you're not at that level i would recommend 
preparing before preparing whatever it is that you have to prepare before the rehearsal and then you treat rehearsal as dress rehearsal basically as a run through um, one of the things that, that wastes more time than anything is being in a band rehearsal and everyone is trying to learn the song or learn the music right there on the spot that that is kind of um, that's a culture for sure you know the band culture when you're in a band and you're rehearsing all the time and you're kind of writing songs together and learning songs together that's 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 certainly a culture and I was I was part of that culture for for a decade of my career and it's fun it's a whole different thing it's a whole different vibe to um, to just spend a lot of time with with the guys and girls that you play with in a band where you're composing the pieces and uh, just jamming them together until you get it get it tight um, there's another culture which would be more of the professional musician who gets hired to play uh, you know for other people and in that world it's definitely a different world and preparation is the name of the game so the more prepared you can be when you go into a situation the more smoothly you can make the rehearsal and the 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 less that you slow the rehearsal down the better <clears throat> so put in your homework before you go to a rehearsal and Try to understand as much as you can about what's going on in the music, even beyond your own part, if 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 you have uh, if you have the time. Because I tell you, the, the the ones that have the most authority, the most knowledge of what's going on, are the ones that are going to rise into leader positions. And when you when you kind of rise into a leader position, and you're kind of the the focal point or the go-to person in a rehearsal or, or in a show and you become the leader of of you know how and drummers especially drummers have a great opportunity as as leaders because you're counting the songs off most likely um you're kind of controlling the, the show from the drum seat so um you know i would recommend highly and even if you're not you're not aspiring to be the the, the leader or the authority in the situation definitely don't want to slow the situation down that's now when you get into a recording session situation oftentimes you walk in and the music's on the chart music's on the stand and the producer talks it down you go in and you play it and in that that instance you just I mean the people that are doing recording sessions are the ones who have proven to the to the community of, you know, the industry in your area that you are able to handle that kind of stuff. The, 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 the people doing sessions are the ones that have, have proven time and again that they're responsible and capable in their scenes and have grown to the level of, you know, being the, the ones that are getting called by your local producers and jingle writers and stuff like that so that's that's another different scene but that kind of is a fruit of of the first thing it's just like always being on your game always being prepared and it's not easy I am definitely guilty of not being prepared and 
sometimes I learn a hard lesson and you know a lot of times I might not be completely prepared because I've got so many other things going on that I just don't have the energy or time to put fully into the music that I'm playing however I do rely on my history of working on other music to help me um, I don't want to say fake my way through something, but but to be able to read, re, you know, read and interpret music on the spot, and that usually is successful. Um, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like you you realize that oh man, I should have really worked on this a little bit more than I did. And it, the other thing is sometimes you you know sometimes there's a balance thing where you where you think well what kind of gig is this what kind of band is this how much music are we learning and and you know even i, I i'm going to put i'm going to put my foot in my mouth right now and it's probably you know whatever i'm putting my foot in my mouth if you're evaluating the situation as in how long's the gig? What's the band? What does it pay? Where is the gig? What kind of music is it? A lot of that, and just to be honest, a lot of that goes into play on how much time I spend preparing for something. Um, if it's a if it's a singer songwriter, and it's you know in town, and they don't have charts, I will listen to their songs once and write a chart and that's it and if you if you know how to write a chart and you can do it fast then you should be able to write a chart in one listen and that that actually reminds me of a thing that that a bass player in Texas that I spent the first well, 13 years of developing my playing with Aiden Bubeck um, every time I would go back and visit, we would do some kind of rhythm section practice sessions, just the two of us. We would come up with challenges for ourselves. And one year we decided that, because I, I would go back every January to Texas for a few weeks to play a, a big gig down there, and, and then he and I would, would hang and do, do rhythm section stuff. So one year we decided that we were going to do a challenge where we, we sit down with a pad of paper each, and we play a record, an entire, you know, record or CD or whatever, you know, eight, eight to twelve songs, and then on one listen, we had to transcribe as much as we could for every single song for the whole record. And as soon as we were, as soon as the record ended, we'd go to our instruments, get out our charts that we wrote in real time, and see how well we did and play along to the record as best as we can based on our charts. And we did that for like, I think we did that for four rec four albums. And it was a really good training. I need, re I need to remember that to talk about that in my clinics. That is a, that's a great way to, to train your, your transcribing muscle for sure. And of course, these were pop albums. They weren't like crazy fusion records, I mean, that would be very, very difficult, still doable, if you understand the, the concepts and structures of, like, you know, time signatures and things like that, you can definitely 
make outlines that will allow you to play some pretty complex fusion music with with very little um, time put into to making the charts. But that that's a whole other development in itself. Um, I think the bottom line is you've got to you've got to train yourself at some capacity to be to pre- be prepared for whatever it is that you get called for. And here's the magical secret. The more prepared you are, the more that's just going to spread and you will watch your career quickly blossom into into a really great experience. Um, you know, it seems like the the I, I, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up and not say anything more about people who don't prepare and who complain that their music careers aren't going well, but they're also not putting in the work. I think it goes hand in hand, and I think it's a, a form of tithing. Like, you know, you. Uh, it's very common for musicians that once they start to get gigs and once they start to play, that they don't practice anymore. I am absolutely guilty of it. In fact, I probably went 10 years with playing gigs and not practicing. Because I was playing five nights a week and I thought, well, everything's fine. I don't really need to, you know, I don't have the energy to get better. I don't have the energy to practice, whatever. You come up with a million excuses. Um, but I think it's really important to, to have a balance between practice and play. Um, and practice can be a lot of things. I think it's important to practice motion, technique, things that um, that challenge the the coordination of the body, and things that make you go deeper into an understanding of rhythm, time, stuff like that, phrasing. But I think it's important to give attention to development on the, in the time that you're not actually playing a gig or a session. Because it goes hand in hand, and I've experienced it many times that when I dedicate myself to a good, strong practice regimen, my gigs are better because I'm playing better. And if I'm playing better it gives everyone in the band more confidence and then the next time anyone in that band is in a situation and there's a need for a drummer, well, you're going to be the first one to get called because they remember having a great experience with you. So, all you know, music is a weird thing because it's so, it's, it's, it's an art, it's a science, it's a business. There's so many facets to it and there's so many different um, experiences in it and you will evolve from one thing to the next through your music career. And that journey, gosh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I'll, I but I will tell you what, I learned everything the I learned everything the hard way, I think. And the fun way. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, I had such a good time in my early band spending hours and hours and hours every day writing songs because you're creating a culture and there's so much value in that and it's less about you know being a prodigy on your instrument and more about building a band building a community and uh, building a culture around that 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 music that you write 
and, it, and the music that is written is only based on everyone's creative input. It's not based on anybody trying to challenge anyone else musically. That comes later. <laughs> Once you hit a certain level and you start to become a musician that gets hired to play in other situations, you might find yourself being hired to play music that's challenging, almost for challenging's sake, or music that's just like, you know, it's going to really push you in your, in your reading and it's very complex and there's a lot to it. So, I mean, your life's going to do what your life's going to do. But if you want to continue to evolve, you've got to continue to work. And I've always heard, you know, I hear a lot where, where it says the, the more successful you become, the, more, the harder the work gets, you know, the harder you have to work. And it's very interesting because it's true. I mean, it's like you climb the, you climb the success ladder because you get be you're getting better and you're getting better. But the music has more demands to it, and the business structure has more demands to it. And like the higher up on the ladder you get, the harder it all becomes. The, 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 uh, the beautiful paradox is it's that much more enjoyable because eventually, when you get to a point of you know mastery on your instrument, the challenges are a welcome um, muse into your into your development and a challenge is something that you might even seek out at some point because you're just you want it you want to do you want to do more you want it to be more you want to understand more you want to go deeper you want to have you know whatever experience starts to starts to require you to seek out more challenging things that, that that push you push you so I don't know where I got off on all this but um, yeah I just you know the, it's funny because the main thing I wanted to talk about I didn't even talk about today but the thing that that I really want to at some point if maybe not today discuss is the idea of going out of your comfort zone um and just pushing yourself to continue to grow in all aspects, not just your ability on your instrument, but um, just just going out of your comfort zone, doing something that is beyond what you feel you are capable of. And I think there's some amazing uh, there's some amazing stuff hidden in in that um, when that when that gets uncovered. And I have experienced it recently, several times, um, going out of my comfort zone. And I'll just name a couple that have happened in the last week. Uh, my gig in Florida, playing the drums, following Brian Blade. That was seriously out of my comfort zone. What am I going to play? What am I going to practice? What are people going to think? You know, etc. The comfort zone would say, well, I'm not going to do it or, you know, whatever, wimping out or whatever, maybe. That might be an option for staying in your comfort zone. And going out of your comfort zone is like, you know what? We're going to do this, and and when it's over, I'm going to say, I did it. And when you overcome a challenge like that, and we all have them, everyone has them, we all are 
go up against things that we're not comfortable with. And, and that's the whole beauty of life is like overcoming challenges, growing. So uh, that was definitely a growing, a growing thing for me. But I've learned to embrace the challenge and to treat it just like I would treat anything else with authority, with confidence, and, uh, you know, with respect. Another one was, um, you know, booking a, booking a, uh, a drum clinic at Steve Maxwell's in New York. You know, people who, people who don't live in New York are kind of intimidated by New York. And um, I've spent tons of time in New York. I love it. It's an amazing city. But it's a monster of a city. And it's very easy to get intimidated. But uh, I knew I needed to step out of my comfort zone and, and, uh, and do that. And now that I did it, I've grown. You know, there's, there's no more fear of, of, that, of that kind of scenario. So that was a that was a nice one for for me recently, and here's another one today. You know, being being commissioned to compose music for you know a dozen professional percussionists, and I've never done it before, really. I mean, I've written one. I wrote one piece before for a college, and after I re- went back and revisited, I couldn't even believe that they tried to play it. It was so weird, but. Um, you know, that's definitely out of my comfort zone, going into a place where people are going to be able to read down the music that I present and having to, to face the, the questions of what are they going to think? Are they going to be challenged? Is this, is this going to be legit? Am I capable of creating music? Do I have the discipline to, to, to write an hour's worth of music? And that's, that's a big, that's a big task, but I know, and this is all in the in the recent, not you know, recent as in the last couple of years of just really, really honing in on overcoming challenges. Like I am not going to be a victim of something that's challenging me. I'm not going to turn the other way when something hard comes comes to me. I'm going to take it on, and I'm going to treat it with respect and with and with uh, you know the the discipline and. And the uh, and the and honor whatever challenge is, is coming, and and face it head on and, and do it, because when you do these things that are challenging, they take you out of your comfort zone. As soon as it's over, you realize you're still alive, you're still breathing, everything's awesome, and you're that much more relaxed. You might be exhausted, man. I'm exhausted right now, because a lot was building up in my mind about this and a lot of work was put in but um, I feel great I feel like I have more confidence now to write more pieces and to and to have people perform them and it's it's a constant uh, learning and evolving kind of path and I really it, it's funny because I I I, I know a lot of people that say this, and I also hear this from people who I don't know, who who always comment on, you know, how much they see me working. Man, you work all the time, or man, you're just always 
in the grind or, you know, those kinds of things. And I just am like, you know, that's just the way I've, I've chosen my life to go. But what I'm realizing is these people are saying that because they're not in the grind and they don't know they, there's, there's either a lack of interest in something enough to have that grind or there's just no patience or no confidence in their ideas to find anything worthy enough to commit yourself to, to enter the grind. Because the grind, you can only be in that, in that mode of like complete dedication and hard work if you're doing something that you, that you love and you believe in. And, um, I don't know, to find that is super important, I think, for the world, is to have humans that know what their passion is and are completely dedicated to it, because that makes, that makes for a world full of people who, uh, who are passionate about, about life and who are interested in overcoming challenges and who are, who are... I don't know, just more more open to to really understanding how to reach the the deeper benefits of, of living. So I hope that you have an idea of what it is that you love. And if you don't have an idea of what it is that you love to do, and it doesn't have to be drumming, it doesn't have to be it, it can be anything, but find something that you can latch on to that really drives you and really makes you happy. I mean, it could be anything. It could be painting or it could be walking dogs or it could be whatever. But but when you, you know, when you aren't doing anything but bummed out that you're not doing anything, that's where the problem happens. I mean, if you're happy watching Netflix and and just and just living the life that you're living that's awesome but it's the it's the uh, it's the people who are who are wondering what to do or complaining that nothing's happening for them or you know kind of being a victim in their own lives because they're not ready or willing to really put in the work that's that's what needs to be fixed so I hope, I hope, um, I hope you can find that for yourself because that is an awesome place to be. It's not an easy place to be. It's hard. There's a lot of work involved, but it's a, it's a very rewarding place to be. All right. Well, I've been driving around my neighborhood and I'm going to go home because I need to rest for a little while. So thanks for listening and I wish you the best. Talk to you soon. Take care.